Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Steve and I are together in the Cleveland studio. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. How about yourself? Doing fine, thanks. Um, Want to just jump right in? Yeah. So last week we talked a lot about the debt ceiling, and yep. they passed a, is it a technical bill? No, I mean, look, I mean, they, they, they temporarily raised, or they raised it, uh, they, uh, an additional $480 billion, which is, you know, unfortunately... A drop in the bucket, and I think it buys them a couple months. Yeah, till December. Um, to to get something more permanent resolved. Um, you know, like they need to figure out a permanent solution. Either just get getting rid of it. You know, this used to be such a routine thing until it was weaponized. You know, with Newt Gingrich and 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 that crew um, of of Republicans. So it, it's really frustrating that it's we have to go through this i mean it's something that we're going to end up having to do but it causes so much turmoil and it gets people attention and people in washington love attention right like you typically you know so so um but but all they did was kick the can down the road yeah Uh, i mean mean, and not even for a long time look i mean now this isn't i mean look we we've we've had situations in the past where they literally have funded the government for a couple days so True. I mean, this is better than that. They kicked the can further, right? Like I mean, they you know like they kicked the can. You know, they didn't just you know kick it and hit their own foot, and it, you know the can just move forward a little bit. They did at least get a little bit of distance out there, and you hope that they would be looking at a more permanent solution. Um, but I, I mean, that would be logical and sensical, and I, I just I, I I don't know if if we're in that mode, right? Like nobody in Washington right now is willing to. We don't have a, enough of a group of people that are willing to come to the table and say, look, we're not going to be able to make everybody happy. We are willing to take both of us, Republicans and Democrats, independents, whatever they identify as, we're willing to take some criticism for a compromise that helps everyone, right? Like, we're just not seeing that right now in Washington. Um, it's, it's a lot of grandstanding. It's a lot of... You know, line is drawn in the sand, and you know this needs to be bipartisan. All right, sit down at the table. No, I refuse to sit at the table to make this a bipartisan thing. This is on you. This is your fault because you're terrible, right? Like it's a lot of that. And so, between now and then, will we see uh, uh, you know signs of progress in terms of of maturity and doing what's right for everybody? Probably not. But that's that's what could help with the debt ceiling, with the infrastructure bill, with the Build Back Better plan, like all of that. Um, will require people to sit down at the table and people to compromise, right? But the problem is, is that neither side, the left or the right, Democrats or Republicans, are truly willing to sit down, negotiate, and compromise. And neither are willing to take criticism from their constituents because they're afraid to lose power, right? Like, at some point in time, really, in order to get this thing right, you have to be willing to sit down, you have to be willing to compromise, and then you have to be willing to say, all right, I, I, may, I may lose my, my position of power, but I'm going to do what's right for my constituents, right? Right. Um, and you, you're, you're, just, you're just not seeing it. Um, and there's, you know, people hate, oh, you can't say both sides. It's all the Republicans. No, the Democrats refuse to, to, to really nego- to, to negotiate and compromise on anything, right? And, and that's their month. They're like, we've compromised on too much in the past, and we want all these things, and we want... You know, healthcare and education, all this other, like we want it all and we want it all now. And anyone who doesn't want that hates America and hates people and blah, 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 right? And, and I think, like, look, I understand that stand. Um, and you're not wrong. Like, Democrats have compromised on a lot over time. Um, and it, because we're not doing these massive overhauls, the progress that, you know, your more social justice warrior types want isn't coming at the speed in which they want. Um, and I guess to them, if I were in a position of power, I would say, yeah. And that's just kind of how it works, right? Because if we do it your way, and I've said this a million times, right? The idea that you're just going to get your way because you demand it 
And, um, well, this is just what we want. It's the right thing. And I don't care if half the country disagrees with us. We're going to just shove it down your throat. Okay. But, like, you're clearly dealing with people that don't think in a straight line. They're not logical. They're, they're not, they don't agree with you, right? Like, politically, on a basic fundamental level, they don't agree with you. And you're shoving something down their throat that they don't want. And so, look, you can do it that way. I'll support you. But the problem is you got to understand that these people, they're not, they're at a point where some of these people no longer want to fight you uh, on social media. They no longer want to see debates on talk shows. They no longer want to wait until the Sunday morning round tables. They don't, they want to fight and shoot you on the street. That's where we're getting to. That's, and I, that's not, that's no longer an exaggeration. A man killed someone. He killed three, two or three people. He killed three people over these COVID vaccines, Right. Um, you, you've got people... You're talking about the guy that killed his brother, the yeah. pharmacist? Yeah, his, the, the pharmacist, the, the pharmacist's wife, and the, his, his, mother's, mother. his mother's friend okay. to steal her car. Um, like, people are... You've got very unstable people that are being fed a lot of bullshit that comes from Fox News, OAN, Newsmax, whatever, and then they're turning around and we're seeing how deep their psychosis is and they're murdering people. Yeah. Right? And then you're having more and more people... Like, look, I'm, I'm a... Second Amendment advocate. I am against gun control, right? Which puts me at odds with a lot of Democrats and progressives, right? So I spend a lot of time in the circles of the 2A community, and a lot of them are very Republican or very GOP, conservative, MAGA, whatever. And those people, some of them are legitimately crazy, right? Now you're just like, oh, well, that's why we need gun control. Like, look, motherfucker, they already got the guns. Who the fuck are you going to send to go get them? Right, right. Like, do you, like, and some of them are police officers. Some of them are military, right? Like, so I mean, you can send somebody to their house, but you don't want that shit, right? I mean, it just like you, you, you've got pe- like. So look, if you don't want this to just be a really, really ugly mess, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to compromise, and you can be as upset about it as you want, but that's the only way you're gonna get it, unless you're willing to pick up a gun or pick up your fist and fucking fight. Well, even picking up a gun and fighting isn't going to get the. Dexter it's still right, and it still doesn't solve anything. I mean, it just creates a mess, and now you've got now the problem is you get you end up burning the whole thing down, and then it basically becomes a winner take all, rebuild it, and whoever their image is, and good luck with that because you know we've we've torn countries apart, and how are they doing on rebuilding themselves? It doesn't help that we go in and keep you know kicking shit up. But, I mean, the reality is, once we get that weak, do you think China and Russia are just going to let us figure out and settle our issues and rebuild ourselves? No. So, I mean, we really need to think about what, what, we're, what we're willing to risk to get our way so that we can say we're right. Because in our country, in our culture, we're obsessed with being able to say, yeah, I was right. Right? Like, classic example. And I'm going to put you out there, and, and, but don't take it the wrong way. Don't take it personal, but think about it. Right? A long time ago, we put a tweet out there, and it, it was about The Rock. Right? And oh, you yeah, had, yeah. And you had made a comment about The Rock. Dwayne Johnson, the yep. way he bench presses. Yep. Right? Like, oh, you have the wrong grip. Right? Yeah, he had his thumbs. And, like, he didn't have, have his thumbs thumb. wrapped fully yep, around correct. the bar. Right? And he's just like, yeah, that's true. It's probably something I should work on, right? Like, congratulations, Actually, you're said, right. Bad habit, got to kick it, and gave me a thumbs up. And he gave you a thumbs up. Now, one, he hasn't kicked it. He still benches like that to this okay. day. Um, he still looks pretty good. You were right, but okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sure. congratulations, you were right, but at the end of the day, like, like okay, what is that, what does that accomplish, right? Like, congratulations, you win. I got tweeted to by The Rock. Okay, okay, okay but, but let's, let's, I mean, big picture here, though, right? Like, right. I mean, in terms of, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, so you you wrap your thumbs all the way around the bar, right? Now, yeah. now, if we're comparing your bench to his. That's not a fair comparison, though. It's not, yeah, it, it, that's the whole point, though, right? Like, it's, it's not a fair comparison, so it's just like, all right, like, what, like, What's like, yeah, you're technically right, but at the same time, the guy's been doing it for fucking 40 years, 30 years, however long he's been working out. And it's working for him fine. So, yes, you're technically right, but at the end of the day, it's not, it's, it's, it wouldn't, like, what if he, like, I guess the better example would be if he said, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> right? And you're just like, well, you're, your bad form is going to get you hurt. And you know well, what I mean? Like, I don't worry about him getting hurt. I mean, the, the only value in me saying that is kids watching that and going, I want to bench like The Rock. Maybe. I mean, so, I get kids that come in, and I, and I, and I tell them, I, I don't want to turn this into a, a whole thing on how to bench press, but at the same t- sometimes it's, it's just, it's worth saying, okay, you know what's right in your head, 
you acknowledge it, and but sometimes it's not necessarily worth having the fight over, like actually in 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 the public forum. You know what I mean? Like, and so some of these things where Democrats are so dead set on we have because we are right. It's the right. We have to do it right. Like, okay, yeah, but like, what at what at what cost will what's it going to cost us to for you to say that you're right? I think a better example would be the people who are attacking people who took ivermectin and saying they're, you know, Joe, Joe Rogan was, Joe Rogan's taking horse dewormer. Joe Rogan was taking a human pharmaceutical product. It happens to also have implications for horse deworming. So I think that's where, like, I want to prove Joe Rogan's an idiot because I'm going to say he's shoving horse paste in his face when, in fact, he was not doing that. And it's... Right, but, I mean, but, see, the people going after Joe Rogan, like, they're not even... Right, like, I mean, because I don't think we exactly we, right. I well, mean, it's just like one. That there's no clinical value to ivermectin. At least nothing has been proven. Right. I, well, we we know ivermectin has been has is is prescribed to humans, you know, right, somewhat regularly. Right. Yeah. Um, we know that yes, it, there's a different version that's used for horses. We do know people were going out to tractor supply to buy the shit that you know people yep. use on horses, yep. and then just taking it themselves, and then basically shitting themselves to that. Right. We know that yes. Joe Rogan didn't go to Tractor Supply. We know that Joe Rogan went to a doctor. We know that Joe Rogan, what he used, did it work for him? We don't know. Right? He like, took a I bunch mean, of other stuff. Right? right. He took a bunch of other stuff, and he's an incredibly healthy human. And the fact is, COVID affects every single person different. Right? Even related people, it impacts them different. So you just because you get COVID doesn't mean that any you can count on any certain particular thing happening to you. Agreed. You know, I mean, like, so, I, I mean, attacking people for them trying different things um, just so that you can say, you know, like, pro- progressives and Democrats being mad at Joe Rogan because he threw everything at COVID possible, right, to not get sick, like, is just, like, they're, they're now mad because he's not following their line of just get the vaccine and wear a mask. Right. These are the two things that we have deemed acceptable in terms of how to defend COVID. And if you step out of that, you are no longer in our circle of, you know, people being right. You're out of it. So now we have to attack you. Like, yeah, the vaccine is 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 helpful. Yes, wearing masks is is is, is helpful. But maybe there's other solutions out there between antibodies, between people being really healthy, all this other shit that he took. Maybe it helped. Maybe he didn't. But we, we have to come to some sort of compromise solution on that, on vaccines, right. right? As much as people want to say, well, this is just about life or death. Yeah, it is about life or death. But everybody's, there's, there's clearly different viewpoints on it. And yes, I get vaccinated. I've taken the vaccine. I've got, you know, doubled up. I'm going to get the booster when it's available for my kid. My daughter's going to get the shot, right? Like these are all things that I'm willing put, to put out there. But I'll listen, if someone has already had COVID, and they're just like, look, I got the antibodies. Are we saying antibodies don't work? I'm like, no, I'm not saying that. I'm willing to listen to someone who's saying, like, I shouldn't be mandated to take a vaccine if I have already have it and I have antibodies and I can prove it. Yeah, I, okay. I, I agree with you, and I'm willing to compromise with a person on that. Now, am I willing to compromise with a person who hasn't had it, who's not getting vaccinated, who doesn't have antibodies? They're just spewing shit out of their ass because that's what they're hearing on Fox News or YouTube or whatever, right? And a person who could potentially die if they get it. Right. I mean, because the thing that cracks me up in the world I live in with with, you know, a lot of lifters and things like that. I got a lot of big 300 and 350 pound guys that need CPAPs at night to sleep that have, you know, blood pressure that's through the roof that are taking God knows what in terms of steroids or whatever. Right. That are screaming and yelling about how healthy they are and they don't need no goddamn vaccine and they're big and strong. And they like you eat like shit. Right. Like you wake (laughs) up and your breakfast is Taco Bell. How are you saying that you eat healthy enough to survive anything? Right, you're lucky you didn't get you, you didn't drop dead from a cold. Well, and I see the I think almost I won't say the opposite, but I go to some of the local bars around here, and there's the 65 year old fat dude talking about how you know it's a hoax or you know it's only one percent lethal. And I'm like, yeah, but if right. you get it, you're in that one percent, dumbass. You know, I mean, you're like 350 just, pounds, yeah. and it's not because you're powerlifting and shooting steroids. You're right. shooting chicken wings, shooting chicken wings, and and washing it down with, with you know with, blood heavy. Right. So I mean, I just I, I I think the the whole point of that is, at some point in time, we need when we need people in power to to stop with the grandstanding. And, and get to get to governing, which is right. easy to say, and we've been saying it for a long time, but their refusal to do it to continue to cater to these rabid, you know, extremists in either party 
is really is really hurting everyone. Right. I mean, McConnell got attacked on Fox News for letting this happen. Right. For, and, for uh, letting the debt for for, for doing the, the best, which the best thing for the country was to raise the debt ceiling and. Every article you read about McConnell, McConnell caved. McConnell is, a, right. you know, like, you know, people saying now McConnell needs to be primaried because he's he's really a, a Democrat in wolf's clothing or sheep's clothing or whatever bullshit. Like, it's it's insane, yeah. right? I mean, now McConnell did the right thing, kind of, right? Like, I mean, the thing to do would have been to have a long-term solution, but he did the right thing because if they don't move that thing, then it literally throws our economy, like the world economy, into absolute chaos. Yep, and... I'm worried that just our constantly fucking around with it is eventually going to do that. I've said on the show a bunch of times, we are where we are economically because the world views the American dollar as the, you know, the benchmark for stability among currencies. Right. The second the world doesn't do that anymore, we are fucked. Yeah. And when you do shit like this, right. you're, 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 you're... I mean, this, I mean is, I, this is the equivalent to having a credit card that's just at its limit. Right, and you can either you know take a chunk of money and pay it down, or the credit card company can increase your debt. And right now, we've been fortunate that the company continues to increase the debt, right? But right. the second that that doesn't happen, and they're just like, no more increases for you, which we're the credit card company, we're in control of it. But I mean, if someone decides that it's more important to you know make you know to to grandstand and, and to make a show of it, so they don't do it. Right, because they think it's going to hurt the other party or it's going to hurt the president, then they're literally going to rip the country apart. If you're going to the restaurant with the hot chick and you're handing the credit card to the waiter, and you're not sure if it's going to go right, you're just like, <laughs> <"That's>, <laughs> you're really not that second appetizer. Right. Um, so you just, you mentioned a few minutes ago that um, these folks all love attention. Yep. Well, Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema got some, and it was not the kind you want. Right. I've got very strong opinions on this, but I'll I'll throw to you first. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, Kristen Cinema, like she was followed. I think she was in an airport or somewhere, and then they like she she went into a bathroom to escape um, the questions that she was being asked. They followed her into a bathroom, and people were like you shouldn't follow people in the bathroom. The only reason she went in the bathroom was because she thought that it would be an escape. Like, I mean, it, it you know, she just she really she literally went in there and closed herself in a stall. Yep. Right. And I mean, it's just like I mean, you ran and hid, and I'm sorry, you're a public official. You were voted in. Right, your con- your constituents are now calling you out on what you're doing in Washington on their behalf. The least you could do is stand there and answer their questions. I'm sorry that it is disrupting your schedule. I'm sorry that you feel that you have other things to do. You know, like she she's got to train for her triathlons and all this other stuff, and she's got you know all these important dinner dates and and events that she needs to go to, but she can't take the time to face her critics and her constituents. Um, for what she's, what her decisions, what she's doing on Capitol Hill, uh, and I, I don't really have any sympathy for. Her. I don't have any sympathy or empathy because she could have easily solved that by stopping and just taking the questions and answering them honestly, and just being like, "Look, she would have been better off standing there and saying, "Look, I did what I did. I said what I said. I meant, I meant it. I think this is what's best. You got a problem with it? Then you got in four years, you can vote me out. But for right now." It's my role. It's my decision. You can put your input in, but I'm going to do what I think is best. Now, would that go over well? Fuck no. But at the same time, it's better than running and hiding in the shitter, hoping that no one comes in and follows you. Now, is that a poor taste of the people who went in there and followed her? Yeah, but they were all women, right? It's not like I ran in there after her, you know, banging on the stall door, trying to peek over or under, right? Like, I mean, there were other women, and... um, you know, she she should have just stood and you know held her ground, but instead she ran and like I'm sorry, I don't have any sympathy for you. I'm not gonna say don't follow people into the bathroom. Like I mean, I don't think it's a good idea. Don't follow me in the bathroom because it's not gonna go well, right? Because I'm not gonna hide in the stall like you follow me in the bathroom. I'm like I'm gonna punch you in the fucking face, right? But that's me and we're different. <laughs> um, so first of all, she was harassed in a bathroom. Joe Manchin was on his fucking yacht. Did you see that thing? Yeah, it was. I mean, it wasn't Jerry Jones asking, no, but it's really tough was... to say. I'm representing you, West Virginia, while I'm on my 50 foot yacht. Called... Where was it? My guess is Deep Creek Lake in Maryland. There's a really uh, okay. That's a guess. I don't know. It could have been on but, Potomac. It could have been. But it wasn't anywhere in West Virginia, though, right? Nah, I don't think so. I, I mean, because I I did see the yacht. And I, I guess I was curious. I was like, where would you have a boat that big in West Virginia? Yeah, and, and I mean. 
There are a few man-made lakes that could probably do it, but getting it there would be a bitch. Right. Deep Creek Lake is about 20 minutes from the West Virginia border. It's okay. actually not far from... If you were living in D.C. and you wanted to get away, that would be the place to go. Okay. Uh, but, again, it could have been on the Potomac, could have been on the Chesapeake Bay for all I know. Either way. Either way, a big-ass fucking yacht. It's really tough to say, I represent you, the little guy, when I'm on this monstrosity. But I hate it. Well, when... it's not really a monstrosity. It's okay. a nice-ass boat. It's a nice-ass boat, okay. Um, <laughs> let's be, let's, it's let's, not a Wolf of Wall Street boat. Let's but be it was, honest. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'd love it. Um, but uh, I hate it when celebrities can't do anything without getting harassed. But these two chose celebrity. Yeah. And I don't mean that as a career. I mean, they chose to be members of Congress and say, members of the Senate, and say, I want to be the face of resistance. I want to be the, the fly in the ointment. Well, right. you reap what you sow. Yeah. So, I so, mean, and I'm, look, I'm not saying you have to go in lockstep. And I think some of what Manchin had, Christian Cinema hasn't said anything to me. And I, look, I, first of all, part of me kind of laughs with Christian Cinema. Because a big reason why she got elected is that Democrats and progressives just loved her style. They loved the way she she's dressed. bisexual. She's bisexual. She checks all all the identity politics boxes, right? She doesn't care what you think with the way she dresses. She likes girls and girls on girls, and she likes guys, and she says what she wants to say. And like, all right, so you elected. Uh, you elected a personality and you elected uh, someone who checks all your little identity boxes and, and someone who dresses in a way that you like, right? She doesn't wear the pantsuits like Hillary and, and whatever. Okay. You didn't stop and think about, like, you know, kind of what her politics were. You didn't look at anything else. You just said, she checks all these other boxes. This is our girl. Well, now, now you got your girl. You got your girl. Yep. Right. You got you got her right, and so it's kind of like I, now, like I like I don't live in Arizona, so it's just it's funny to watch the, these Democrats completely melt down, right? Because there's a few that I went like I went on Twitter, right? A few black, they were you know uh, polls or no 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 a few blue checkmark people okay. on Twitter that you know were really really critical of her, so I scroll back, you know I had a little bit of time and I scroll back a while, right pre election. Right before she got in the office, and the same people, their comments about her were all nothing about her politics. It was love her glasses, look, look, look at this, look at this rainbow shirt dress combination. She, you know, all so all sorts of bullshit that doesn't fucking matter, right? And it's just like, see, that's where, and that's where Democrats get they get so obsessed about the identity, you know, about, you know, race, gay, trans, all that other stuff like that. That's so, so important, right? Like, well, you get these people and all, like, they, they still need to, they still need to be what you want them to be from a substance standpoint. And Kristen Cinema ain't it, right? So hopefully I mean, this is a lesson, right? Like, just because a person looks like the way you want them to look and they do the things in the bedroom that apparently matter to you, Right, like why you give a fuck what a per whether they're bisexual or not? Like yes, representation matters, but at the same time, you can't use that because they're bisexual. I'm going to vote for them. Uh, that's probably not the best thing to do, right? Black people have learned that. Well, I, no, we haven't learned that, but <laughs> we're slowly learning that you can't just vote for a black guy just because he's a black guy and think that he's gonna. You know what I mean? Like I, I, there's plenty of people I'm sure voted for Tim Scott out in South Carolina, and maybe not too happy about that vote, right? Um, you know, and, and same thing with, with, with other black politicians. You can't just vote for someone because you identify with them, whether it's because of race or sexuality or, or fashion. Right, or even if it's not that you identify with them, but I want to help the, you know, the gay community, so I'm going to do this. You know, I'm a supporter, I'm an ally. Good for you. Right. But if you vote for a nitwit... <laughs> right, and uh, I, I'm not necessarily... No, it's not I that she's a nitwit, right? It's just that she clearly, her her... You know where she aligns doesn't align with the people that put her in office. Right. Well, it also it doesn't align with the national um, take on what a Democrat should do. But realistically, in Arizona, you can't be an Elizabeth Warren and win an election in Arizona. You can't be the far left progressive type and have a chance in that state. So, yeah, but she didn't. I mean, but here's the other thing too. She sold. She did a pretty good job of selling herself. As this person who, like, yeah, she did. You know right. what I mean? She, she, she did. She, actually. she did, right? Like, I mean, she sold herself as, as progressive. You yeah. know, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be your, your, you know, 
fashionista version of, of Elizabeth Warren, right? Like I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm younger. I'm, you know, viral or, or viral or whatever. I've got the woman can't be. I, can't I don't know. I don't, I don't know. She's got right. a spark of energy, whatever. Uh, yes. But you know, I'm gonna be that version of her here for you. And now she's, yep. you know, what I mean. And, and, she's probably bowing to the corporate interests that she knows she needs to. Well, I mean, if you if if the reports about her bank account are true, it sounds like she's definitely. Uh, Bowing to some, some I, haven't heard, I, I haven't heard the rumors. She's uh, she she's can afford a, mansions yacht. <laughs> she can, she can, she's in a much better financial position today than she was about six, seven months ago. Let's just say that. All right, yeah, yeah. We, we should follow I don't know, up on that. I don't know what the that. numbers are. I don't know, like, I, I saw them and it was, it was, I mean, it wasn't like staggering, right? Like, it's not you know, multi million. I mean, but she she went from you know, like. Being total net worth was like thirty thousand. Now we're into the you know over a million, you know, and that's a pretty big <laughs> jump in a year. That's yeah. a pretty big jump in less than a year. Yep. All right. Um, let's move on a little bit um, to Trump. So the January sixth. What is this? Trump tits. Trump tries to use executive <laughs> privilege. A behind the curtain. We don't do that. Um, so anyway, um, you okay? You all right? So Trump, so there's witnesses that are going to get called in front of Congress uh, regarding the January 6th riot. And Trump is trying to exert, or says he will try to exert executive privilege to prevent that from happening. Can he? Can you be out of office and exert? I don't, okay, maybe so the only way he could do it, he would need to get permission from Joe Biden. Joe Biden. In the current, not optimistic in the current there, administration. Tom. Well, no, it's not optimistic because Joe Biden already said no. <laughs> hey, no, fuck you. Um, so, uh, you know, I mean, I, I and the reason why I put it in there, like, I didn't have time to explain why it was so ridiculous, but, like, the idea that he's like, well, I want to use executive privilege. It's like, one, you're not the president anymore, right? Two, the people that you're trying to say that you have executive privilege, like, some of, like, Steve Bannon didn't even work for the administration at the time, and Steve Bannon is one of the witnesses, right? Like, so, at minimum... At least it has to be while you were president and someone who worked for you while you were president, right? Steve Bannon didn't work for you at that point in time during, you know, January 6th. And yes, you were still president, but you're not president now. And you're not going back. Like now executive privilege has to be granted from the executive office, the current executive office. And considering the current executive office's DOJ is the one who sent out the subpoenas, um, no, you, you, you don't get executive privilege, Donald, right? Like it, it doesn't matter. Well, my lawyers think, well, who are your lawyers yeah. going to take this up with? Right. We've, <laughs> we've seen your lawyer. Please bring back the chick, Melissa Carone. Please bring, bring oh, her back. Jesus. Please bring her back. You don't remember her. She was the crazy I mean, one in the Michigan. Uh, you know, I mean, Sydney Powell, I mean, we could, we could talk about Sydney Powell. Uh, some, some documents came out with Sydney, uh, where her her testimony and you know some of the things that she had to acknowledge under oath, um, you know, just completely destroy. I mean, there was never any credibility to a lot of what they were saying about the the voter fraud, right? Like there was right. just never any credibility. But now Sidney Powell under oath, Rudy Giuliani under oath. I mean, Rudy Giuliani is saying Sidney Powell never actually worked for. Trump or was never really a part of his legal team, right? He's trying to, you know, create some distance right. between between the two. But then he had to turn around because they, they, they hit him with the... But this part where she says, you know, we, the Trump legal team, was that accurate or no? Was she not being paid by the Trump? You know, and, Oh, and, she might not have been paid. Oh, well... Because he stiffed a lot of people. Yeah, true, true. But um, it, it's just interesting where they have to come out on that. But... You know, as it as it relates to this whole executive privilege thing, um, it's just hilarious that he's trying that that he was trying it. Um, you know, thinking that somehow, I, you know, because Trump is the is the type of person where he he you know the one he pays his legal team and says, you know, find a way for me to get my way, right? So they get paid and they do it to the best of their ability. Now, while he was in office. They were be, they were able to get creative and they were able to find plenty of loopholes because a lot of things that we had come to just expect, um, you know, from a president were more unwritten rules, right? Like, or the rules that were written about them uh, weren't as specific as we assumed that they were, right? And and so his legal team and his administration were able to skirt a number of things, like the showing taxes. 
right? Like right. we just come to expect that to be this normal thing, right? But come to find out, it's really not that hard and fast written of a rule. It just became more of a of a uh, ceremonial type thing. And so Trump says, yeah, I'm not going to do it, right? And everybody gets all up in arms, and then everybody wants to dig in, and they want to, they want to see him because Trump is who he is, and he's got the history that he has. But ultimately, it ends up like there's not a ton of – there's not much of anything we can do from a legal standpoint because of the way the rules are written. So now he's out of office, and he's doing the same thing, right? He's like, find me a way to protect me. Now, the question that should come to everybody's mind – Right. If whether you're a Trump supporter or not, which it didn't, it only came to people who were not Trump supporters. But is why in the actual fuck would you want to prevent anyone from talking to your people about something that happened on that day? You were the president of the United States. You say you love this country. Wouldn't you want to make sure that something like that never happens again? Right. Ashley Babbitt was killed on that day. Right. People have died since you know, basically because of the actions that happened on that day. A number of people's lives have been ruined because they've gone to prison or they're going to jail or they're in jail, they're waiting for hit sentencing, whatever. You know, I mean, they've lost jobs. They're, you know, their family members aren't talking to them. Their fault, yes. But wouldn't you want to get to the bottom of it? Wouldn't you want to know what happened? And wouldn't you want to prevent that from happening again? So if you do, then you say, yeah, talk to my people. We didn't do anything wrong. We have nothing to hide. We want to make sure we want to do what's best for the country. Instead, Trump, oh, no, 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 I don't want you to talk to anybody. Why? But, yeah, we, we know why. Yeah, but, we know why, but, but, the, but the, that's the why question. That, why aren't more people asking that? Why yes, is no one on Fox I mean, News saying? Right, like, why? Right. I mean, when it was Hillary Clinton, the, the, you know, in the emails, the whole, if you've got nothing to hide, why wouldn't you do this? Right. Well, this one is legal congressional action, not speculation. Right. And mind you, I mean, Hillary spent a lot of time being... Uh, question in front of Congress, yes. you know what I mean? Like Senate hearings. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, so the one thing you can say about Hillary is that she stood and took it and delivered where Trump is running and hiding, you know, not only himself, but, you know, his people at all costs. Um, and now most of these times the subpoenas are for documents and Bannon and others are refusing to turn them over. That's a jailable offense, right? I mean, if you don't... Well, that's what we're trying to kind of... Get, that's what is trying to figure it out, like... Uh, you know, because, and again, a lot of it is we have just kind of taken advantage of the idea or of the fact that typically someone gets a subpoena, you know, from the federal government, they do what they're expected to do because that's just what you do, right? Like, instead, Trump is just like, well, you know, and everybody associated with him, well, maybe we don't have to. Right, like ultimately, it comes down like you know what we just don't think the rules apply. Fuck it, they don't apply to us, and you have to prove that they do, right? And you have to force us to do it. In the meantime, we're going to say anything that you do that forces us to do it is tyranny and you know a threat to freedom. Right. So good luck. And right now, the Democrats are having a tough time, and the Biden administration, and basically anyone is having a tough time dealing with all of those things, dealing with the fact that they're just not going to cooperate, figuring out a way to enforce it, and f dealing with the, the backlash from Trump supporters because the Trump admin and the Trump you know, machine is just turning out as much, just throwing as much bullshit out there and getting and whipping their, their, their followers into a, a frenzy. Right. And we saw this after the election. There yeah. were 60 lawsuits filed. Zero of them had credibility. Right, um, and now we're and, and again, you know, back to what we're, when we're talking about uh, 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 Sidney Powell, right? Not only did we know they didn't have any credibility, but now they're coming out, they're flat out saying, "Yeah, it was all bullshit." Yeah, well, it, right. I mean, they're saying it under oath. They're literally saying under oath, like uh, recorded. That, yeah, nope, didn't have that. Nope. Well, I know we said we had those documents. We said we had those recordings. Yeah, we never had them. We said that we had this. We knew. We said we knew this. We said we knew that. We didn't know that. We actually didn't know any of it. Right, is literally what they're saying. And yet the people who follow them, the people who praise them, right, are just like, yeah, that, none of that matters. They're, they're just doing that because they have to. Right. right. They're just doing that because they have to. We all know the real truth. What's the real truth? Right. You know, because if they really had the stuff that you're saying that they have, then they would just actually show it. They would actually prove their case. Right. The fact that they're not proving their case tells you they don't have a case. And yet well, these people are still like, you don't get it. Right. right. Like, what don't I get? And the fact that they're saying it under oath because lying under oath gets you in jail for sure. Right. And and it's real easy to talk tough when you're... I mean, that's why they had all those grandstand things in front of, like, the Michigan um, 
you know, the House of Representatives of the state of Michigan because they're not under oath, so there is no risk of perjury. Right. Now it's real. You're standing in front of the Senate, and everyone knows you are full of shit. Yeah. And yikes. I mean, I mean, but th these people aren't even in front of the Senate. This, this is this is Dominion. Remember, oh. this is the, th these are th these are the depositions for the the Dominion case. Um, uh, so, okay. You know what I mean? Yep. Right. Like, but so still under oath. Right. You're still under oath, and you know, I mean, you, you still be held in contempt, which means you can go to jail. But I mean, we haven't even gotten to the to a to a Senate investigation and not that we will because i don't know how far the biden administration is willing to take it um but yeah like the, i mean they, like there, there's some issues with credibility to say the least uh with the with the with the trump machine right now oh so a man named robert reader a maryland resident who um claimed to have just been a an accidental tourist who got swept up in the january 6th uh insurrection has been sentenced to three months in prison oh. now um, he claimed to have just, like I said, been a bystander, and then the prosecutor showed video of him literally, like, grabbing and fighting with a cop. Right. That's not what bystanders do. Right. But I've got mixed feelings about three months, because it sounds like not that big of a sentence. On the other hand, as we've said before on the show, three months in a federal prison is fucking terrifying. And he's been in jail, I mean, since... Up to this point, yeah. Up to this point, you know, whenever yeah. they arrested him, up until now. I don't have any issue with it. I mean, you know, I mean, look, I... I if if I go out and uh, just decide that I'm, I'm pissed off about something and a cop tries to calm me down and I go out and I fight him, you know, do would I be able to walk away with just three months? I don't know. You know, I, 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 I don't know. Um, you know, I guess it depends on how that fight goes, you know. But, I mean, it's just like, look, I, I don't have any, I, I just, there's yet to be a sentence where I've been like, oh, boy, that's too much. You know, I mean, there's just like, I, I don't have, I, it's, it, am I in the no mercy mode? I'm not quite there, right? But, um, it, you know, I'm not at a point where I want to see people hanging in the streets. Um, maybe the Confederate flag guy. But <laughs> other than him, right? Like, I'm sorry, you just brought, you, you brought a fucking enemy in flag, flag yeah. on the Capitol. You should, like, there should be a very, very harsh penalty for it. I don't care. Right? I, don't, I don't care if you don't think it's fair. Right? You don't think it's fair because it's one of your guys, right? right? Like a lot of people get upset because when I say that because oh because that's your guy, right? Because it, because you believe in the same bullshit that he believes in, right? But I but history tells us that that is an enemy flag. I don't give a fuck what how you try to rationalize it. It is, and if it were any other enemy flag, from Iran, China, Russia, or whatever, sure. you would want a fucking head to roll, right? Well, that enemy flag is particularly particularly I'm partial to it sure. right or biased against it or whatever um, because of what it represents it's again an enemy flag the confederate flag so I want his head on a fucking platter it was literally created to be an enemy flag right yes if someone brought, if someone brought a Russian flag in there I would say I'd still be very unhappy with it but that flag exists for a sovereign nation this is a nation that existed temporarily as a an attempt to maintain slave states, period. Yes. And yeah, right. I'm with you on that. You know, I mean, and so for you know, like this guy, like, look, you beat up police, you know, in the name of going and disrupting a a, a, a fairly duly held election. Um, so you get three months in prison for that. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I I don't oh, have I, no, I, I don't have any sympathy for you. I don't think it's too long. Would if it were longer, I, I don't know where I would draw the line. I guess probably a year, I suppose. Um, but you know, again, you've been in there for a minute and you're going to be in there for a, a minute while longer. Uh, uh good luck. <laughs> yeah. And, and as you mentioned before, it's, you know, his life is going to be severely dramatically damaged once he gets out. He'll be a, uh, this might not be a felony. I don't know. It's only three months. So yeah. I'm not yep. sure. Um, anyway, but we said a little few minutes ago that we didn't really feel any empathy or sympathy for, uh, cinema and mansion for nope. getting harassed. I do have sympathy and empathy for school teachers and school board members yep. getting harassed. And that's yeah. going on way too much. Yeah, and I mean, and it's getting out of control down in Florida, man. I mean, they, they, they went to, um, you know, I saw, I watched the video where these protesters went to this woman's house. Um, you know, she had family, kids, all that stuff, and they're right, right in her, you know, they, like they didn't go in her front yard. They were very careful to stay in the street and on the sidewalk and stuff like that, but they're out there yelling, screaming, and come out and all that other stuff. Different than 
you know, mansion and cinema. Absolutely. Right? Like, this woman's in a, in a completely different she's position. She's a school board member or something? Yeah, she's on the school board. Um, you know, like, you know, you've got the mask mandate. Um, whether she made the decision to mandate the mask or whatever, she's just upholding it. I, I, I'm not exactly sure what her role was in all of it. Um, but, you know, they're going to our house, holding signs up, and they, they bring kids with them, but then they're just yelling some of the most vile and, and you know, angry things. And, were, and they were somewhat, this particular group were somewhat careful not to say anything threatening, quote unquote, but it, it, it was it was disturbing to see. And, and it, it, I'm, I'm sad for her. It's frustrating. Now, again, my solution to this is very simple. You're going to come to my house. You're going to have signs. You're going to yell and scream and all that other stuff. I'm going to come and sit on the front porch. I'm going to put down my pitcher of sugar-free lemonade, and I'm going to have my rifle, and we're just going to hang out. Well, I mean, you can do that. Maybe she can't. Maybe she can't. I mean, uh, it's Florida. Why can't yeah, you? Yeah, well, who knows? <laughs> who knows? But, I mean, what, down in Florida, they literally what, give what, you a gun when what, you go to what, Winnipeg. What, what you're saying, I understand what you're saying. If people were outside my house, I would probably be armed but behind glass and let them yell until they get bored. But, um, but you know, people in that position should not be getting harassed. And, the, you know, so this, when, I, when you mentioned kids being there, it makes me think of that scene in the movie 42 about Jackie Robinson mm-hmm. where there's a little kid and his dad's yelling slur after slur after slur. And the kid's sitting there looking at his dad and finally the kid starts doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get that kind of learned behavior. Yeah. And so those kids are going to be like, you're trying to kill kids with masks. I spent like all day Wednesday walking around a facility in a mask, climbing up ladders, um, walking up and down stairs. Yeah, it's a bit annoying. It also did not impact me negatively at all. Yeah. At all. The breakfast sandwich I had at the hotel at the court here by Marriott, that had negative effects on me. Yeah. But the uh, but the mask did not. And <laughs> people still sitting there complaining saying, It's tyranny, it's oppression. Shut the fuck up. Uh, I mean but, it, but it's, it's, it's in there though. Right. It's there. I mean it, it, it's absolutely in there, yeah. I mean and, and it you know the, the having the kids there really irks me. Um, and it, it just reinforces that the whole idea of the learned behavior. Um, and, and it's sad, right? I mean, it's just, it's so sad that, you know, people are so in desperate need of attention and affirmation that this is where they're willing to go, yeah. right? Because I firmly believe that much of the resistance against the vaccine, against, you know, just against government in general is that you've got a lot of middle of the road people, not complete abject failures, but just a lot of middle of the road people Right, and and those oh, I'm super successful because I have a business. Like, yeah, but how successful is your business? Right? Are you barely above water? Are you just kind of? Are you just? You know what I mean? And and ultimately, what did you see yourself as? What did you? What were your goals? I think you got a lot of people who came up short. Right? They're doing okay, but they came up short. They don't feel like their voices are heard. They don't feel like their vote matters. They're not seeing some of the things that they want to happen. And they're finally at a point now where they feel like they have been, they, they're now able to take back power by pushing back against something so innocuous, right? Like, they, like these vaccines, right? They feel that this is the thing that empowers them. This is the thing that gives them control. This gives them, you know, a, a feeling that they were missing in their lives. It's like Fight Club. Right, yeah, um, right. and and where you know he wasn't yeah. feeling anything, and then he joins Fight Club, and all of a sudden he could feel something, even if it was pain, right? So now these people that are pushing back against this, and when you look at them, it's all like it's mostly the same people, right? Like you've got vaccine hesitancy, and you know, kind of like in in your white middle class, you know, middle tier sort of educated group. Right, and then a lot of vaccine hesitancy in in your lower income black families, right, right, and and it's weird to see like they're both saying the same. I don't trust that. I don't know what's in that. Screw that. They're trying. You can't force me. It's my body. Like, and 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 they're saying the same shit, and it's just like, man, like you kind of want to put them face to face because the thing that would solve it, like if I took the people, if I took the 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 low income black people who who don't want to take the vaccine, and then took the middle income and lower income white people and was just like, hey. Y'all are on the same side on this. They'd be like, "Fuck, <laughs> one of us is gonna have to shift, right? Like, we can't, we can't be on the same side because, I mean, like, you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and I, I, maybe, I mean, maybe that's the, maybe that's the solution, right? Like, find, find one and bring them together, and, and maybe they either both change or one of them changes. I don't know. My, my solution is to have Alex Jones give t- Alex Jones ten thousand dollars. He needs the money. And have him go out there and say, "All the takers are getting the vaccine. The government's cheating you out of your vaccine." And Suddenly it'll be 
Because it's a government, and people, the government's doing it. I don't trust the government. But the same people are always saying the government's you handing lo- you, things out. You lost I, me. All right, all right, whatever. <laughs> what the fuck are you uh, talking about? Um, anyway, so yeah, the, there's got to be some way to enforce. Like, you can't go to the house of someone who is a public official. Look, man, if it's, they're standing in the street, staying off the, uh, staying off the property, like, I mean, like the, the people have a right to protest. And it, I mean, it's just, it's just a fucking shame. You know, I mean, and and what's going to happen because of the because there's not a lot you can do from a legal standpoint if people aren't breaking the law. People are going to do what I just said, but they're going to take shit into their own hand, right? Like you're going to get people like you're talking about school board, school administrator. Like there's going to be some guy or woman who's just tired of getting fucking yelled at, and they're going to take it a step too far, right? Like someone's going to come to their house to protest, and they may shoot them. Right, and that's going to be, and I'm not saying that to be funny, it's going to be a horribly tragic situation, right, because the person who was protesting felt like that, like they were pushed to the edge where they needed to go confront someone at their home, and the person at their home is going to be like, you know what, I work in a fucking school all day, I deal with your fucking shitty kids, I deal with other shitty teachers, I deal with a fucking principal that's an asshole, and now you're going to fucking come to my house, go fuck yourself, take this bullet, and go sit down, right, I mean, and, and look, that's like that's. I don't think we're that far away from a situation like that, and and it's not. I don't think it's funny. I think it's terrifying, and and people really again need to think how far they're willing to push this. Well, you told me that one of the people said something like, "Yeah, there we know was where a guy, live, Yeah, and- there was a guy in Florida. Like the woman was trying to drive through. He says, "Yeah, we're gonna let you go, but don't worry, we know where you live, and we'll see you soon." You know, so I mean, that woman is going to be living in. Te- now, that could be illegal, right? That could be making a terroristic threat. I mean, we'll see you soon. They show up to protest. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's you know, I mean, like, uh, again, well, first of all, you need to have a police force that's willing to enforce it because they right. could very well have been. Right. And, and look, and we know there's a lot of police out there who don't agree with a lot of this stuff as it relates to masks and mandates. And I mean, you've got stories from all over the country. Right. Well, not all over, but from multiple cities throughout the country where you have large numbers of police officers, whether they're sheriffs or state highway patrol or local police that are quitting because they refuse to, to get vaccinated or they refuse to wear masks. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, before we get to a slightly lighter topic, um, only slightly, actually. There's no, there's no lighter topics left. Um, no. Either skip them both or no, one we got or time. the other. We got time. We do, let's do the, the Rutherford County one. Okay. Okay. We got time. We got 15 minutes. All right, so with Rutherford County, Tennessee, a um, little bit different sort of situation there. So what you have is um, they were basically, for the last 10 years, throwing kids in jail. Um, you know, they would, they would take them out of school and, like, the kids would get into a fight or whatever. And it was basically straight to jail. And how they were doing it, is they were using, and I, and I want to make sure that I just get this right, but I can't find it here. Um, they were using a basically a made-up law, right, that, um, like... Well, I mean, we've seen it in Chicago with adults, right? They throw you in jail, and then you're forgotten about until they find a way to, you know, process you. And th- this is happening with kids. I don't know where Rutherford County is, do you? In Tennessee? Well, I know it's in Tennessee, but I don't know if it's no, like I mean, in Memphis I, or... No, I have no idea. All right. But, you know, it, it, like, I'm not sure why it matters. Like, we, yeah, right. we don't know. I mean, I don't know. Right, I mean, like, I, I mean, realistically, I couldn't find Knoxville on the map if you fucking asked me, so I'm not sure why it matters where it is. But I'm just saying, um, you know, I mean, like, they, 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 made up, uh, they made up laws, and one of them, the law was... Uh, um, it's called... They were, they were using this thing called the filter system, and then they said, you know, if a kid was deemed a true threat, but they never defined what a true threat was, it's not in their handbook, um, and the commissioner said, and this is in a video deposition, that it was like, it depends on the situation, right? And so, um, you know, they were using that, to, they were using this filter system defining kids as a true threat based off of... I, I guess a police officer's sort of discretion. Um, While you were doing that, I looked it up. It's just outside of Nashville. Okay. Um, which is kind of like the standard guess, right? Yeah. I mean, I just assume yeah, everything Memphis. is just outside of Nashville and Tennessee Memphis. or Knoxville, right? Um, 
And they were using a charge called criminal responsibility for the conduct of another. But there's no such charge. It was made up. Right? Like, so you don't have to think through your head, like, you, you know, yeah, like uh, the, there's nothing to think because they made it up. But they used that and they would charge kids with it. And they would take that charge and use that to throw kids in jail for however long. Right? A few days, a few weeks, a few months. Um, no, it, no, more to note, it's a private prison. Right. Private prison, uh, for profit. $175 a day, um, and they were putting kids in jail at, like, roughly 48% of the kids where there was police interaction or, there, or, you know, there was juvenile involved, 48% of the kids were going to jail. Now, in comparison with the rest of the state, it's 5%, right? Like, so in the rest, so what that means is in the rest of the state, right, like, if there was a situation, there was a fight at school or some sort of altercation, the police will come, and they would say, all right, well, you know, you two are fighting. We're going to charge you with whatever, right? Um, in most instances, it gets handled, you know, like, all right, sure. kid goes to detention, kid gets suspended, but we handle it, and you got to go to therapy, fine, right? In this instance, in Rutherford, Tennessee, or in Rutherford County, it was, like, instead of 5% of the time the kids go to jail, 48%, right? Like, so essentially, half there's no, no negotiation it's half, right? And then they, all the kids would go to one specific judge, and, with, and she said it was her, it, she was, it was God's mission uh, uh, to, to help change these kids' lives. And so for what a lot of these kids needed was to go to jail, was to have this experience, and that would set them right. You know, like, never mind what it does to their, you know, career prospects, and, and we know what it does to their ability to get into college and get student loans. All that sort of stuff goes completely out the window. She completely screws these kids over, th these lives, oh, th she screws their lives over, right, in the name of whatever her religious calling is. Um, and, and this went on for 10 years. Oh, geez. Right? Okay. And, yeah, it went on for over a decade. Um, a majority of the kids that were going to jail were ki children of color. Um, uh, the, the, uh, the judge and the jail reached out to other areas, other counties, uh, and told them to send their kids there, right? Like they had this whole, uh, um, um, slideshow, uh, basically like a, a, a commercial advertising to other counties, like, Hey, send your kids here. Right. And, and just trying to glorify the idea of like, Hey, not only do you need to send your kids here, you need to arrest more kids. Right. And then when you don't have room for them, send them here. Right? Because that's the whole for-profit aspect of it. And so with the majority of these kids being kids of color, right? and it's like a, huge, like right. a super high majority of the kids, like 90% or more, um, when we talk about systemic racism, that's it. Right? Right. It doesn't get more blatant than that. Right? They put in a system which targeted kids of color. Right? You can say, oh, well, maybe it didn't necessarily it didn't mean to target kids of color. Just black kids fight more. Right. Well, why are the black kids fighting more? Right. You know, I mean, it's just like they're fighting well, the white kid. The white kid's not going to jail, but the black kid's going to jail. That could right? be where like, the 48 percent comes in. Turns yeah. Out. I mean, it's just like I mean, and it's crazy. I mean, but that that is that you, you have this system built in. And look, even if it wasn't necessarily all kids of color and you say and you want to take the race aspect out of it, you've got this system put in place where they're basically sending kids to jail for profit because one it's easier for them than actually disciplining the, kid, dip, disciplining the kids and actually helping them learn to resolve their issues in a better way. Um, but they're also making money off of it. Right. And, 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 that's, the, and that's just the, the, the sickening aspect of this. But yet, this one was just a really poorly contrived one, right, with made-up laws that were never codified. Um, and you've got real, and th there were whole other issues with these people, like, you know, like the judge, it took her like, I think she had to take the bar like five times, the bar exam <laughs> five times in Tennessee, which Tennessee isn't exactly one of the harder bar exam states in the country. Um, and, um, but she, it took her like nine years to pass the bar or something like that and five attempts. And then three years after passing the bar, she was on the bench. As a judge. Three years, you said? Three years after okay. after yeah. passing the bar exam, she's a judge, which is insane. Which probably means she had a family connection or a personal connection Something, of some kind. You know, like it was a good old boy, good old girl connection, and that's how she ends up there. And this is the way that she, you know, basically sees the law from her perspective, which is incredibly dangerous. But there's so many aspects of this story that you can see in other places, 
right? And they just did a bad job of sort of hiding it. But you can take this story and dissect it, and you can go apply large chunks of it to other places around the country, not just in the South. You know, the North has a really, be- you know, north of the Mason-Dixon line, Ohio, Michigan, New York, all these states have grotesque histories with shit like this. You know, whether it's, you know, Missouri, whatever. Um, you know, doing very, very similar things. They just hide it a little bit better, right? But you well, have... This is well hidden. I mean... No, this was... I mean, like, this, this, is, this is pretty blatant, right? And oh, in it's fact, blatant. I, it's I mean, blatant, look, and it's only went on for 10 years, and when some of these systems have been in place for multiple decades, right? Like, this, this one wasn't... They didn't do a good job of really burying this one so that they could, you know, keep keep the money train flowing for an extended period of time, where in others, it was, it was more organic, Right, like I mean, you just have things from from the Jim Crow era that never really sort of were weeded out, and were allowed to kind of sort of metastasize into something else that has become interwoven into just like their their local laws and how they, it's just how it's done down here, right? Where this was sort of like, well, we'll just make up something, we'll never we'll never you know take the time or energy to actually make it a law. So it, you know, it took you know someone all of you know one situation to look at and say, hey, this is all bullshit, you know. Well, why doesn't the Southern Poverty Law Center get involved in this? Isn't this a perfect example of where they should be? And I'm not trying to take things, I'm not trying to take a shot at them because I think they do a lot of good work, but this is something that should be real high on their list, right? Yeah, maybe, but I, I mean, who, maybe they, I mean they look. This is one county and one state across the country. Right. The Southern Poverty Law Center, like, they only have so many resources. Oh, I understand. I understand. I would right. just think I mean, this would be a pretty high priority. I mean, yeah. So re- reality is they probably didn't know about it. Like, this story just broke, like, that, I don't know, that, in the and, last couple of days. So, you know, will they get involved at some point? Maybe. I'm sure that, um, they, they probably will. This will probably pop up on their radar. Um, but, I mean, I guess to a stronger point, like, they got so much shit that they're trying to yeah, look at. I understand. You know what I mean? Like, there's, uh, I mean, there's so much shit out there to, 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 to break down so many systems where... Like, they are literally built on the idea of, you know, like, if a black person steps out of line in the, in the smallest way, we have to get them in jail, that, you know, it's just a lot for them to cover, so they're not going to catch everything. Oh, I understand. I understand. I'm just th- saying things like this, which appear to be, from a legal standpoint, on very thin ice yeah. or no ice, um, and so I would think it would be kind of a, a, a chance for them to really... Um, jump in there and do some good on a relatively easy st- scale. On the other hand, they would have to go to courts in Rutherford County, Tennessee, and they probably wouldn't find a whole lot of uh, sympathetic judges, and hopefully a judge would you know, do what he's, he or she is legally required to do, but that does not always happen. Um, real quick, you, d- you said you just saw Sage Steele was trending. Um, she got in a lot of trouble for what she said on Jay Cutler's podcast, and she said some things, including that Obama's, um, she complained about having to get the, the vaccine uh, to stay at work at ESPN. And then she, com- uh, she said that, you know, one of the things she said, the thing that's most controversial was that Barack Obama had a black father and a white mother, but he was raised by his white mother and white grandmother. So why does he identify as black? Now, I'm going to throw that thought to you, but I do want to say one thing. When I read what was said, it sounded horrific. When I watched her saying it, it was clear she was kind of just word vomiting and just saying stuff. And um, not that that's okay, but the, in the gotcha culture of, you know, as soon as you trip up, we're going to come after you. She then gets uh, put on leave by ESPN because she allegedly had coronavirus. I don't buy that bullshit for a second. I think she, they wanted to get her out of the, out of the spotlight. Um, and then she said other things about when women dress provo- provocatively, they know what they're doing. And the, I can tell you that the, the left-wing um, shows I listen to, like the Young Turks and whatnot, uh, were just aghast by this. And again, I don't think she had any malice behind what she was saying, but what she said, she said very poorly. But back to the Obama side of things, what are your, what are your thoughts? Um, first of all, I mean, the whole identifying as, right? Like, I mean, for black people... Even even mixed, you know, um, there are some black people who are of mixed race who look more European white than they do black. Vin Diesel. Right. Yes, exactly. So, you know, he can kind of identify whatever he wants. You know, like The Rock is very sort of race, 
you know, ambiguous. Yeah. Right. You know, and it's just like he's. Yep. Um, you know, and and he can sort of kind of pick and choose where he identifies. Like Barack Obama just looks like your average black dude. Yeah. Um, a lot of black people with you know that have mixed race, like they just like it's not about choice. It's not like as much as some of your progressive left Democrats are obsessed with identifying, like, I identify as, like, this is my pronoun, this is, this is how I, you know, I, I identify as a, as a transsexual purple unicorn. Okay, fine, right? I mean, good for you. But the reality is, right, a lot of black people who may identify as something else, like, you're just seen as a black person, right? Like, I mean, and that's been my issue with the whole idea of, you know, if black people just assimilated better. Like, motherfucker, we tried. Right, but because you guys could easily identify as based off of our skin color, assimilation for us became basically impossible. Yeah. Period. Yep. Right. We tried to assimilate. We tried to just work the land. We tried to just build our own businesses. And what did you do? You literally burned our cities to the ground and killed us and raped our women and murdered our children because we looked different than you. And you did it for three hundred fucking years. All right. So don't give me this shit about why does he get to identify? Motherfucker, he identifies as what he is. You guys said in the Constitution we were three-fifths of a person, right? You guys said one drop of black blood makes you black, right? So I, Obama is just doing what you guys set up, right? What, what the, this is what this country was built on. Don't give me that shit, Sage Steele. Oh, by the way, I don't give a fuck what you identify as. You're just a black woman who, at any point in time, lowest person on the totem pole. Right, based off the way things have been going for the last, again, 300 fucking years in this country. So, honestly, in terms of her opinion, I could give a flying fuck. I don't care what happens to her. I don't care if they suspended her. I don't care if she quits. I don't care if she gets fired. Right, like she's a fucking nitwit. I don't care if she had malice. The fuck do I care about malice? She's a fucking idiot. I'll just fire her just because I'm just like, I don't, I, I don't know if you can tie your shoes. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, like, what, what, how does he get to identify as that? Like, she has no fucking, anyway. Okay. I mean, that's what else did we talk? What else did she say that was utterly she ridiculous? Said, um, she said that she gets the best of both worlds because she gets the privilege of best being of a, what both worlds? Being a woman and being black. So okay, and, okay. And then and then the women when they dress provocatively, they know I what mean, they're it, doing. I mean, I guess it'll work out for her in the media because also, I, I mean, how long? How much longer she works for ESPN? I don't know. But when she does, where's she going? Fox Sports. <laughs> right? Like, she'll be at Fox Sports or she'll go to Fox News, right? She'll be like, I am above sports and I just want to talk about all the other cultures. I mean, you know, I mean, she'll, she'll replace Stacey Dash on Fox, right? Stacey Dash kind of found out the hard way how, how that goes, being the token black girl over there. Um, and so you still will just replace her and she'll end up there. Okay, fine. I wouldn't bet against that. You ready to roll? Yeah. Okay. That, we are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram and Twitter, and we're done. 